The following program is brought to you by the Astral Quarry Network. The Astral Quarry Show, hosted by Dante Snye and Alec Levin, is presented by U.S. Cellular. I'm Dante Snye. I'm Alec Levin. We're the founders of Astral Quarry. And the hosts of this show. And welcome to the third installment of the Astral Quarry Show, the podcast for all things Astral Quarry. We got a lot of great response from our listeners, a lot of positive feedback, so we're going to continue going with this. And today we got a special podcast. Yeah, special story time podcast we've been preparing for many, many months. We're going to talk about one of the most influential moments in Astral Quarry history, and that is the creation of Late Night with Astro Quarry. But first, a word from our sponsors. Thermal Flask, the best water bottle experience a man can get. Thermal Flask, drink to your heart's content. Have you ever thought that you didn't have enough water, Dante? Yeah, all the time. I'm always going places and just being thirsty. And now, so our partners at Thermal Flask have offered us three new water bottles and I think we're inclined to use them to test out to show this revolutionary technology right yeah and I'd love to give them away to our listeners so please email us at astroquarry at gmail.com to be placed into a raffle to get your own thermal flask thank you anyways we're back Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed those words from our sponsors but we're going to start with the story that we've promised, where did Late Night with Astro Corey come from? So I think an important point to start out with, give a little background about, I guess, Dante, maybe our liking of, I guess, late night shows, maybe, our kind of, I guess, inspiration of this whole thing. Or do you want to start out with, I guess, the beginnings of when Astro Corps became, we, we really believed that kind of the transfer from this more kind of jokey thing into the entertainment division and company it's grown to right now well I th- well we started it in the summer of 20 2016 i would say 2016 <laughs> before i met you yeah okay no it's summer it 20 was in the collective conscious 2018 we decided that we it would be funny if we started doing things that were so unbelievably ridiculous yeah so one thing was i think we we talked about how our the, our actual presentation back in Cape Canaveral was such a like a, a a crazed event. We were like, what if we go back? And this time we have we instead of coming up with a better idea, this time we use the exact same presentation, but have like new merch, right? Like we'll we'll take T-shirt cannons and we'll throw it into the audience, and then we'll have a nice big laser light show, and we'll try and blind the judges to make sure they don't see the our presentation, but they're just impressed with the Astro Quarry name. Well, the biggest feedback, or the biggest, like, uh, I don't know, like, idea that they gave us uh, when we were there was that we need an actual company. And so we thought it would be funny if we come back with an actual company but has nothing to do with aerospace. Right. <laughs> As we come back with a television entertainment conglomerate. Right, and we'll show, because if we have so much, like, 
entertainment aspect of the company, we there's no need to show the aerospace side of it because it's got to be there, right? If we spent all this money on yeah. our entertainment division. Yeah, and so we decided that it would be... Well, we started with the album. That was the first thing we, we thought. We, we, we wanted to make an experimental music album. Um, I have no interest in music, but Alec, I think you're an experimental man. Right. So our first album was called Blue Stocking, as many of you might remember. We had one LP. <laughs> we had one, one, one release, Cantata X Nilo. And we wrote several others, but right, they didn't but make they, it. They, they didn't make it off the cutting room floor. They're, they're still kind of, I guess, they're, they're unfinished projects that stay tuned. Yeah, but <laughs> so this album was a big success. I, I, we enjoyed making it. But, and, and then I think at the time, and I still, still we are, well, personally, I'm a huge fan of, of late-night comedy. So we thought right. that I think the most absurdist I, like thing we could do was to create a late night show, right? I think. What did we have any ideas before? Like, do we jump straight to late night from, um, the album? Yeah, I. Th- I mean, I, I th- think I think we came up with it because, coming back from one of our yeah, classes, right? We were just walking it was, along. It was, it's so ridiculous because I mean, a movie. I mean, even an album is not that ridiculous, but like a movie is not really ridiculous. Even a TV show, but like a late night comedy show. It's such a, like a niche thing to to come up with as our like yeah. entertainment thing. Yeah, and if and and we thought that if we could make millions doing that, then we could f- use that money to fund our aerospace right. endeavors. Right, late night comedy, famously one of the most profitable TV shows in the business. Yeah, so that's why we we so yeah, so we started out with with uh, late night. So basically, our favorite comedian, er, late night. I guess the main inspiration. Yeah, was is Conan O'Brien, and if you know his career. He started out at late night um, with Conan O'Brien, and so we decided to take that as inspiration, take his career really, and start with late night, um, and then in the future move to the Tonight Show, and then obviously his last show is Conan. So we thought we'd make Corey. Um, right. So, so, we, so start- we have a, like a kind of a three-year trilogy, I guess you could say, about this project. Yeah, so we started with late night. Um, it started really in the in the fall of 2018, I think. Right. I think I think the main we started to really think about this after October 4th, which incidentally is the day we are recording this podcast. Yes, yeah, the 1 year anniversary of October 4th, a very bleak day where we usually fail things. Um last year Alec Levin failed. This year <laughs> I failed. It's a very depressing turn of events we're going on right now. Yeah, so um, so the the, the sadness really brought upon this inspiration that we never felt before. Right, it kind of channeled all the anger into creative energy. Yeah, so we we wrote a script for a TV show. So it was basically, it was kind of a parody. It it wasn't a good try of creating an actually funny show. It was just basically parodying everything we saw. It was a satire, right? As so we say. we started kind of, I guess, thinking about the main aspects of what is what is lay night, and I think we were trying to come up with. I think the the first thing we were trying to come up with were, were the bits that we could put into the show, right? Yeah, and I think the most. So we basically thought that the most important part was the intro and the ending, right? This so, is this is a famous psychological term called the serial position effect. Yes. That you only remember the beginning so and the end. So we spent like so, a few days right. on the intro and getting a ton of pictures that we could put the end in a credit sequence. Right. 
Um, and then we spent like thirty minutes writing a monologue and right. a few so, bits. Let's go. Let's go back to the the intro. Like, I think that that's probably the, the most famous part of late night, right, Dante? Is, so, is so me the, running so across campus. So the intro. Campus. I remember the way. So basically, I thought that the intro should be obviously at night, but I thought it'd be very funny if we just get a ton of shots of Alec just running from building to building. I don't know. It, it needed to be high energy. Is what I thought, um, because we were gonna put it over the Conan, Conan uh, intro. Music. Coming to you from Arms Thirty One Hundred Nine. It's really late cool. night with Astro Core. And so, so we were gonna get it running, and so we went out. So I think this this was the first thing we filmed, right? Yeah. So we went out late at night at like like twelve it, o'clock. Well, it, it wasn't actually late. That it wasn't that late because there's still people around, and right. that was kind of the worst part. Right. And so there was. So you have me in a suit. On campus, yeah, just so running around random places. I, that was the and then, weirdest part. And then Dante is standing in the corner recording on a camera. Yeah, so so he, Alec was in a suit, and so we decided that he's just going to run around. So we just got a bunch of shots. Um, the camera, yeah, we wanted the, the camera to move and kind of get nice, you know, cinematography, like, you know, I don't know, beautiful mm-hmm. shots of the, the campus. Right. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of weird looks. And I think at the end... At the, the end, we started just kind of just going all for it, like doing, like, random stuff. So it's like me running through bushes. Yeah, so that's... So there was just a, pretty much anything around was, us. There was we a were, part where Alec ran through a bush, and a, and a random person came up to me while I was recording, because Alec just ran away. Right. And I had to stay. And some guy's like, and what confront, are you... And confront, be confronted. What are you recording? And I, and I didn't know what to say. So I just said, oh, I'm... I'm I literally said... I'm recording a video to from of my friend to show to another friend <laughs> to make him laugh, and the guy looked at me like I was an idiot. Because we, because it's not like a like an iPhone camera; it's kind of like an like an actual camera. Yeah, and it had a really big lens on it. Right, and and you have me in the suit, so it's clearly not just a joke thing. So the guy was very confused, and I kind of just walked away from him. But yeah, so we made the intro, and I I, I was pretty proud of that intro actually. I think it was one of the, the best things we made. Yeah. So then, so we needed to record the studio part. So the, basically, our, our original idea of shooting the studio bits was to get a room inside of the uh, Armstrong Hall of Engineering at Purdue. Right. And the way we would do that is, at the time, I was this, I guess, project leader of this organization, right? And so with with being part of members of these kind of, I guess, sponsored things you can like check out a room right and so we thought so instead of we're gonna we're gonna check out check out a room but under this this team's name but we'll just per- use it just for astrocoid purposes yeah so we basically kept lying to them and and we record we actually rented out this room like four times before we were able to record we did it once we went there and we recorded a few things. Like we, I, th- I think we recorded the monologue. Yeah, we in, recorded in like a monologue, but it wasn't very good. Because so, I think so. I think the the biggest biggest aspect of this that really solidified we were going for this is when you bought the that that mic, right? Yeah. So we bought a mic as well. So that was kind of. So we were trying to. We're like at that point we're we're actually serious about this and we're like, you know, t- taking this much more realistically than we thought we would going into the project. Yeah, and, and for some reason, when we did the Armstrong, it wasn't that we just hated it. Like, we didn't change it completely. We just wanted to... We, we didn't finish the entire thing. And so 
we went we were gonna go back and i think it was the last night it was the friday before dead week uh which is the week before exams here and um we, were, we rented out the room again and by the time we got there we were so late that they locked the room Right. And so we were so... I remember being just very depressed, like we lost our opportunity. Because it was like, what, like 10 degrees, and we just walked all across campus, and I had to carry all of this yeah. like equipment And the worst part of film. it is that we had been, the whole semester, been hyping this up. Like we had taken a ton of pictures, we had sent out promotional footage right. to people and said that it was going to come out soon. So we were kind of depressed. And when we were walking back, I remember thinking, why don't we just go to the, the, the library there's always going to be open rooms and it's like friday there's no one going to be there right so we went into the the, the walk which is the Weatherall active learning center or whatever and we went to the third floor and we found this empty room wellness not Weatherall. <laughs> oh okay i don't anyway we went to this empty room and it was like i think it was like 12 o'clock at this point and yeah we just started filming and it, it took us like five hours to film it, I, I think it was even longer. Like, right, because we, we were like, like 4 well, we were looking at the we we had written a script, so I guess the main part of the script that that like we had worked on was the monologue jokes. Yeah, right. And, and so I think we, we would you say it was kind of I guess equal or like well, I think I think you it, would think shooting a fifteen minute long studio segment that's meant to be live would take fifteen minutes, but it instead took us like four or five hours because yeah. we just kept messing it up right like had to do constantly messing it up um we eventually got it and then our mic broke so we had to do the whole thing again right and so and we ended up like because we we some of the things we only had one camera so we couldn't do any fancy for some reason we, we didn't decide to do any editing with that we just decided to do everything in one take so if you messed up your line like four minutes in, you had to redo the whole thing. Yeah, we So did. there was a whole kind of monologue bit we had that was supposed to parody CNN breaking news that I kept like we kept doing that bit because and, because and then the we wording cut it. because the wording of it just like was just so weird and all the jokes we had written we just took out we just scrapped it all. Well, I kept well I was pretty confident of the CNN bit, so we kept doing it. Yeah. Over and over again, and then by the end of it, I realized it was not good at all. It wasn't right. even good as a parody. This is CNN. Religion is a hoax. This is CNN. I hear voices sometimes. This is CNN breaking news. They speak into me of my greatest fear. Yeah, I think I think uh, we were just kind of like. So it was it was the, it was a play on an old Conan bit which was BuzzFeed's running out of lists. So basically we said CNN's running out of breaking news, which in theory in my opinion is actually kind of a funny idea. But we are not good writers. Yeah, so we, so we wrote we things the like stupidest things. Like what? Like breaking news, religion is a hoax. Yeah, and then another we one said uh, Don Lemon is a racist. Right. <laughs> and like the I don't know, the most ridiculous things and we just yeah, so that took forever. Um, funny enough, the interview was one take, oh, which yeah, no interview, one watches. The interview is the greatest part because it's just like a massive block of, of stuff it's in like it. It's like just... seven minutes that everyone skips. Right, it's just kind of a rambling mess. We, we, we actually, it, just took, it took two takes. The first one, I think I, I messed up because I laughed like two minutes in. 
and that was like a like a like a like a run through, and then immediately the next one. Yeah, just just go go with it. And we completely improved it. We had that was the one thing we didn't write at all. Thank you, Dante, for being on the show. I mean, really Thank great you to have you. Much. It's a huge honor. Before we start, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of this show. Uh, I've watched since day one, and it's a huge honor for me to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited right. to have we you here. We just kind I mean. of had a, a brief list of points that we're going to cover. So one, like we just, and we, and a lot of, a lot of the material that we wrote for late night was like literally because we were so tired and we're so done with the material, we just wrote it on the fly inside the, like during the taping, I guess, like like right before we shot, and so like. What what were some of the like the inter- the random interview points? So, like- well, I remember the one th- I I wrote down a bunch of things on the the blue card, which is actually a reference to Conan, and I think David Letterman also had kind of a blue card. Also, um, Craig Ferguson. Yeah, so Conan had this has this blue card. So we went. I went and bought a blue piece of paper, cut it out to look just like it, and I wrote just some random things like nickel and and weird like lore stuff and i remember one of them was just like bus story right and 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 so so then so so after doing the obligatory trump reference where i like brushed dante's hair to see if it was real or not suddenly out of the blue so dante what what about what about that uh the story the incident oh the bus (laughs) yeah the bus is a great story so, yeah, so I was day. trying to parody, you know, you know like, celebrities coming on late-night shows and giving a terrible story, like a story that makes no sense and no one cares about. And so I just made up this random bus story that I got on a bus, and that was the whole story. And then, and, and the, 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 no the punchline is that the bus worked. Yeah, so no one ever cares about this thing, but we really worked hard on that. But the, I think the, the funny thing about that story, like you ad lib, make transportation great again. Yeah, that was a pretty funny moment. I think I think my favorite bit that kind of goes under the radar is the depressing buildings. I was very proud of that. We are. We just got a new bit here at Late Night with Astro Corey. It's called depressing buildings. So like, the desk bit is a very commonplace late night thing, and you always see the hosts like bringing out the classic black cards yes. with the stuff. So we went out and like really spent time buying these black boards and and taping these buildings onto it. And basically the premise of the of the bit is that what is like the worst bit they could have done? Yeah, yeah. So like it's so stupid. It's just they're putting depressing buildings. Like that's the funny part. But then the best part of it is that we start putting Purdue buildings. Right. Along with like the triangle shirtwaist factor. Yeah. And so like really bad buildings and then we and then the audience boos recitation hall or Shreve or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Shreve Hall. That's probably the worst building. Uh, so that was kind of something I thought was really cool. Yeah, and then we also had a few remote segments, which was something that so the first one we can talk about is the one, the overflow housing crisis. So that was shot months before, actually, which, and we say it's live, but it wasn't live at all. Yeah, because the, the, the funniest part about that is it immediately cuts to being live, and then Dante's there, different clothes. And there's a cut halfway. And there's a cut halfway. But, so basically that was shot this, the same night we went to Armstrong the first time and shot the test footage. We went out and, and we went to Shreve, 
And our original idea... Well, I, oh, this is when we were filming the intro, actually. Yeah, yeah, Because we had a plan. There's a big field, like a soccer field, next to our... Um, like one Street of the dorms. And we were going to have me, in part of the running montage, just run across this field. But once we got there... They turned the they lights, turned lights off. off. So we yeah. were like, whoa, what are we going to so do So our, our idea was that we wanted to shoot a remote segment. And what was in the script originally was that we were going to... Um, they, 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 there was like this overflow housing crisis that was like in the news at Purdue. So the plan was that I was going to be this correspondent, like daily show kind of correspondent and go into Shreve and kind of just keep walking and never interview anyone. Like the whole premise was that I was just going to keep walking, like seriously right. and walking. You, and you weren't going to get any like breaking news stories. Yeah, it was, just, gonna, like, it was going to be like epic, on the whole epic music while I'm just walking in circles. And so, and so we got there, and I realized that I did not want to walk into this into the street because right. then people would see us recording, and it would be weird. So we kind of went into the back, right? Uh, like the parking lot, and 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 we had this story like, okay, we'll stop at the entrance, and we'll be like, they revoked our press pass. Well, so no, we want. I originally wanted to go in, but on the fly, like originally, it was going to be like this Daily Show thing. And on the fly, as soon as we started recording, I decided, you know what, it's going to be more like an Anderson Cooper serious <laughs> kind of segment. So I start talking about how just completely improv, like how, you know, people die and this is the trail of tears and whatever. There's trash everywhere. And there's 1.2 million refugees. Yeah, and there's a, a refugee camp. In like a five-person room. And I, and I didn't really want to go in, so basically... I just made up that they revoked our press pass. But yeah, so that was kind of a remote segment. I wish we had done more, but it's it was difficult to it was difficult to record stuff. Right. Cuz yep. you don't want to look like an absolute idiot out there with a microphone and camera. Right. So we had But to we did everything. shoot it at night, so it kind of Yeah. Did. We also had a 10-4 memorial. As it, this is the one-year anniversary. So a lot of people don't understand 10-4. So, so I, th- I think it's yeah, we'll take a little uh, so ten four October fourth in in October fourth twenty eighteen was basically a, the week of October fourth. Uh, we had three exams and which we had really not experienced before. Well, I had I had, but Alec did because Alec took easy classes. Um, Thank you. But uh, I remember we we kind of struggled, and then we had two exams on the same day on October fourth, and the second exam we took with. Well, the first exam I remember Alec messed up on, and the second one we both messed up on. Um, and so coming home, we were really, really, really depressed. Right. So like, like, and these two exams, they're both aerospace exams, and they were scheduled within like an hour of yeah, each other. Yeah, they were right? the first aerospace exams we had taken. Right. Um, so we had one exam that was like five thirty or four thirty. It was. Like it that. was fourth. It was. Um, uh, three thir- was it three thirty five thirty something like that, and then we had one that was like seven seven to nine. Yeah, seven to nine, something like that. And, and so after the first one, there was this one problem that for some reason I kept reading wrong. I could not get it at all. And so afterwards, I was extremely like depressed. Yeah, and so and Alec, so leaving so- the room, I remember this. Alec absolutely lost his mind. I remember he <laughs> threw his, he checked his notes or something. I think I said something because I was, I don't know, like I, I kind of said the right answer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, and told, you said realized, the right answer and I was like, oh my he God. He realized he was wrong and so he like 
opened his backpack and threw his books, made an absolute scene in front of everybody. Like two and, people. And I knew that we had to eat really fast because we had another exam in like an hour. So I was really running to the nearest dining court to eat and while Alec was just losing his mind. And then we get to the next exam and we just have the worst and hardest exam, one of the worst I've ever taken. Right. And to add to that, they were in the worst rooms possible yeah. on campus. And on top of all of that, they told me my room the wrong information. The TAs came up and said a certain aspect of the problem is different, which was wrong. That wasn't like in the, that wasn't written in the like the question. Yeah, so we had to redo everything basically halfway through because they told us this information. And it was already an impossible problem yeah. that nobody had seen before. That was just completely out of nowhere. So we came home just like ten o'clock. Right, we decide- and so like everybody's walking out of that exam room just like dead inside. Yeah, so they had, like they cannot believe the just ridiculousness they just did to us. And, and- so like I'm walking out of this like. And it's all underground, right? All these exam rooms are underground. So you're all everybody's like walking up the stairs and they're coming out into like the pitch black night, dark and cold, and just kind of walking in this like a graveyard basically. We pretty much spent all night depressed. Um, and then Alec goes home because it was actually the day before fall break, I think. Or maybe it was it was the Thursday before fall break. So we had one extra day. Um Yeah, so so uh, yeah, that was basically one year. So so ten four was kind of a really depressing memory. So the whole purpose of our bit, our ten four bit, our October fourth bit, was we decided that it would be funny if Astro Corey had our own like nine eleven or uh, you know very very you know like Pearl Harbor esque um, date that is so traumatic that everyone knows. Well, not everyone, only pretty much us. But everyone in the Astrocore Despite us popularizing this. Everyone in the Astrocore universe knows and understands this date very much like 9-11. Um, right. So since it, was, since it was so close, we decided to just make a, uh, a small, like, you know, 9-11 memorial or, or 10-4 memorial bit. Right. On, the, um, on the, like the, the two-and-a-half-month anniversary because we recorded it then. <laughs> very inconvenient. Hello, everybody. Today on Astro Remembrance Day, we like to honor our fallen brothers who perished yeah, in the October so that, that was attack. that was our two year on these hollow battlegrounds. So yeah, the middle of the show was kind of weird, I think. Um, and then we had obviously the the music video of of Cantata. So I so we can talk about our go back to our album a little bit. So basically, we wanted to create an experimental, basically make experimental music. And Alec was in charge of this song, Cantatex Nihilo. And he wrote this very long script uh, that he wanted to basically have a computerized voice speak this this script. Um, and it was a weird, very weird script. And he sent it to me right when, when I was editing the, editing the show. And it was very bland, in my opinion. It was just a lot of talking, and I and I real I was sitting there like you didn't listen to like a halfway point when there's other stuff going on in there. But nevertheless, I think it did add because while the album that we were doing, it really um, I guess was inspired by one of the classes that we were taking at that point, which was jazz history. And I guess 
one of the one of the things at that moment what we were learning about was the the music or like it was called like the Institute of Chicago or something. And there's it was this experimental the Art Institute of Chicago. Right. And it was this instrumental jazz band that were doing these really like free jazz, like weird music. And one of the greatest pieces that they created is called Nonea. Absolute genius. Absolutely trash. I remember thinking that there's no way this is actually music. I it's unbelievable that this is on Spotify and our music's not on Spotify. But anyways, when I was listening to that, I I I thought that there had to be something there, like underneath the the speaking. Um, and so I I remember thinking about it for a little bit, and then I remembered that there was this Nonea song that nobody would believe. This morning I died from strychnine poisoning, smelling a tulip. Yet now the earth is and so when you put it together, so it just worked really well. And I think the best part of it is that nobody, everyone thinks that we just somehow smashed together like violin and, and like saxophone and together. Horns. Yeah, together. Like we made this. But in, in fact, it's an actual song. It's on Spotify. So it's basically featuring. We're featuring this, this yeah, song. So, yeah, it's like kind of a, we, I don't know, covered it yeah. in a weird way. Right. But So that was that. And then we put it over some weird cloud images. Okay, so I'll explain the, the reference. So the, um, the computer voice is a Radiohead reference, of course. Dante would never understand. And then the clouds and nature is taken from a, another really weird art film called Koyanakatsi. Yeah, no one cares about, I know. about these references. It just, to me... I it, just want to say... It looks ridiculous, and uh, I enjoyed it. And it was actually really funny because it just... It looked... It had this essence of... Um, art. Of, like it was of 1990s it, music video on MTV. Or, right. It looked like it would be in MoMA, I think. Yeah. Anyways, but the best part, in my opinion, my favorite part to edit was the ending. Was the was the end credits because we found I found this weird um, cover instrumental in- cover. instrumental cover of uh, Seals "Kissed by a Rose." Yeah, "Kissed by a Rose," which is a funny song to begin with. I really enjoy that song, and we put it over just all the excess images right with and the with the credits. credits right yeah. yeah, and so we put that together and. All of this was really done the first week of Christmas break or so. I was editing this just constantly because we wanted to get it out before our deadline. And I think we made our deadline. Basically. we I think we missed it by a day. It was December 20th, I think, was what we said. And then it kind of came out December 21st. But no one really cared because nobody, nobody actually watched Nobody it. saw it at all. Right. Because we didn't publish it anywhere. And we didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, yeah, great work. The first, the first viewer, I think, was um, one of my friends named Joseph Wadley. I think he's going to be mad that I said his name. He doesn't like that, but... I think he was the first person I showed it to because I knew that he would... If, it was, if he truly hated it... Then nobody had a chance of liking it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the baseline. If he had texted me back and said, this is the worst thing I've ever seen, then we would have completely... Then that, that would have been extremely depressing. We would have deleted it. 35 <laughs> minutes of just... Of, of and in the end, yeah, it was 30 minutes, which was kind of crazy that I didn't expect that. And we even added commercials, which was kind of nice. Um, but that was kind of chapter... You know, that was kind of part one. 
of the uh, late night journey because we ended up making a whole DVD, right. and that became the the bigger project as uh, a whole. Semester two, yeah. So basically, for the first semester of our was making the show, was making the show, and then we realized. Let's take it a little further and make a whole, and make DVD. A whole DVD. So you might think, well, how hard is making a DVD? But semester two, we created not only the DVD case, we created all this promo, um, you know, like graphics. We also created a lot of special features, including a gag reel. Um, we edited that together. We edited a audition tape, which, in my opinion, turned out very poorly. Probably the worst thing that we've ever created. Yeah, but in my head it was amazing. So right. it's <laughs> when we were making it, it was amazing. It was so basically uh, inside the special features of the DVD, it's very hard to find. You need to actually have the DVD, and there are only two copies of the DVD out there. <laughs> so there was this audition tape, and the inspiration behind that was that I've seen uh, one of my favorite things to watch are SNL audition tapes, and they're pretty hard to find as well. But I've seen a few. And it's it's very funny because the people that you see on there that are hugely famous today, like Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey or something, are extremely nervous and nobody's laughing at their material. And it always seems very like very you know jumpy. Like they 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 do one thing and then they they jump to a different impression and then they go to a different thing. And so I thought it would be really funny if we created kind of a par a parody of that where we had both of our auditions. For the TV show, and so basically we. And so basically, it was like me auditioning for the host, and then Dante was also auditioning, auditioning for, for the, the host. host, and then found out like at the end, oh, I'm sorry, Dante, we actually more imagine you being the sidekick, yeah, than and, the host. and they'd already, uh, <laughs> they already casted the host, casted me as the host, and so I, th so we basically did like ridiculous. So I remember I did an impression of Joseph Stalin. And we, and I did an impression, and I did a horrible Jerry Seinfeld impression. Yeah, so just we, we wanted to do the most ridiculous things. Like, what would be the absolutely the worst audition possible? The worst people you could you could do impressions of. Uh, I think we did a few jokes, a few stand up jokes that were just awful. Right. So in in the script it was very funny, but in the end it was it was. So this is Stalin at a coffee shop. My name is Joseph Stalin. I killed many people. You know, I, I saw all these turkeys lying around, you know, like, you know, gobble, 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 gobble. What, what are you doing out there? It's February. Who needs turkeys right now? So I, I thought I was the host. No, 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 that's already been filled. That's a, a common theme I see of Astro Quarry. It was, it was, on paper, it's good. It was pretty rough. Um, but uh, on top of all that, so we also had so we had that with the gag reel, which we used real footage from that night. We had a lot of extra footage because it took us forever. Mm -hmm. But we, we also decided did, we had a documentary short. Yeah, so we also filmed a stupid documentary short. So at the end, at the beginning of January or so of that year, we decided of, of 2019, we decided that we had been talking a lot about the lore of Astro Quarry and no right. one knew about it. So we decided, and at that point it was just simply a business. Yeah. We wanted it to be more of a, of a country of, of a Republic of a right. USSR kind of thing. And so we, we found this terrible city called Nor Norilsk. Right. So it's this, it's this, I guess, classic Soviet industrial city whose only export is nickel. Yeah. In fact, they're like, 
the 20% of the world's nickel comes, comes from, from this the, one city. Yeah. It's extremely polluted. Like the average expectancy, life expectancy is like 35. Yeah, and, and throughout the year, it's like negative 50 degrees. Right. It's like, <laughs> and the, like the highest temperature in the whole year is like 20 in July. Yeah. So we thought that it was absolutely hilarious that that was our headquarters. That's our capital. So like that's like the took, livelihood of Astro. We took Forest. several docu- like mini videos about it and basically made a documentary, a fake cut together a fake documentary with fake subtitles about right. Astroport, about Norelskin and living in Astroport. So that didn't really go anywhere, but that was kind well, of Well, I I think it didn't it didn't really was anything, but it helped solidify I guess our like a image of what Astro Quarry was like we we like considered this like n- not a business anymore but like this massive organizational bureaucratic structure with like a bunch of different divisions hap- like managing all our different like like entertainment things so like what we had we have like three film companies somehow yeah. and we have a bunch of random engineering di- divisions and it's all overseed by this 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 massive united quarry in people's republic right and, and, by these, and like, during that time a few a month later or so we decided we randomly resigned and got right. kicked out so we created this whole like stupid um idea that so basically it started with me resigning because i remember i the reason it happened was that i we i got my structures exam back and I didn't read a question, and I lost five or six points because of that. Um, so I got like an 87, I think, or 89, and I got very angry at myself. So I said I'm resigning from Master Quarry. So that <laughs> so I so randomly suddenly, resigned. Suddenly, we resigned. You resigned from like the only position. Yeah, and so we decided, hey, why don't we just take that and make ourselves feel a little better and and, and make it a little storyline. And then 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 I resigned as well. And so we no the actual like the lore was that there was a vote of no confidence. Oh, right, yeah. And so they actually voted you out. Right. And so we had this night that we were dying, laughing, thinking that. You randomly got voted out by the Corey like Parliament. Like in, in a sudden snap vote at two in the morning. Yeah, and so then everybody decided, oh, we're gonna kick so them out. Then in a few days, I think I think the next day we went and recorded this like news NBC news parody. Right. We we and we did it live. This yeah. was the actual one thing that we've done live so far. Oh yeah. So this was a very important thing. So I remember what we did. So we so I remember thinking that. We needed to do it live because news is always done live, but we don't really have a live platform. The only platform other than really YouTube is Instagram, and Instagram has that live option, and we had been toying around with an idea of having a live stream on Instagram for a while, and I thought it was very funny if we could just go live on Instagram and have a whole newscast on it. And have like a whole script and whole thing prepared. But the problem with that is that we had no cameraman and both of us were going to be in it and one phone and one phone and no and no ability to edit exactly so or cut yeah so we we, i came up with this very complex like scheme where we would walk like we would run this way right there's like we like we prepared all the blocking for ourselves yeah yeah like there's this one station where it starts where it like films like the AQN broadcast is about yeah. to begin or something. and then So after- we, I printed out like an AQN broadcast is about to begin paper and we just 
had the phone facing it. Right, and then I took my phone and I blasted the NBC nightly news with Lester Holt. And then, yeah, and then it would start. Right. We even had a wardrobe change halfway through to get my wig off. Oh, right, yeah. So it started with... So then I ran with the camera to the other side of the room to film Dante out his porch so it looked like we were in a completely different we were, It looked like it was Anderson Cooper on the roof in Iraq. Right. <laughs> like, that's what we were going for and we were talking about how so, there was rioting in the streets. Right, because so Dante was like the chief well, chief correspondent or whatever and you were talking about how like my sudden exit just like completely shattered the nation and the, I think your, your best joke about that was like this day became to known as Black Friday, not to be confused with the shopping holiday. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Alistair Quartz, and this is an AQN yes, special so we report. Did that. Tonight, um, and then the, at, right when we Indiana, finished, we decided. That wasn't very good because on top of that, we filmed it horizontally on our phone and we couldn't keep it. So we actually redid the entire thing, like actually recording it for real and then edited it together and re-uploaded pretty much the exact same thing. Right. And then don't forget, we had this ma- this speech. I actually prepared my like leaving speech and it was just this kind of mass of nonsense text. I want to take this of, time to reassure the people that despite the appearances of random nobody political, watched. nobody watched, just a bunch of random political strong. jargon. But I think the, the the greatest thing to come out of that was the podium. Dante, you want to talk about the podium? Yeah. So I remember thinking. Basically, I thought of half of this stuff, uh, like the an hour before it happened. So there was kind of this tr- time crunch that happened because we said that we would be going live at I think nine or ten o'clock. And so it was like eight, and I realized. And we were looking. We we get a live footage of who's viewing it, right? And so we went live, zero viewers. So we're waiting, <laughs> waiting for the one for one person to show up, and that's like, oh, that's the key to no, start. Yeah, but 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 like an hour before though, I was thinking of all this stuff, and I realized we need a podium if he wants to give a speech, and we don't have a podium in my apartment, and so. I took our coffee table, put it sideways, so it was standing up kind of to Alex's height, and then I constructed this terrible makeshift podium out of just cardboard I had from boxes, Amazon boxes, um, and then printed out an Astrocory logo and just taped it in front of it. Right. <laughs> so that was our expert podium. Um, so that was kind of a fun video we made that's still on YouTube. Um, and then kind of the last thing we did for the DVD were the trailers. And that was done in the summer, right before we, we published the DVD. Right. And it was, I guess, the final, like, products of it. So. Yeah. It, it, the tra- We realized that trailers are easy to make and they're kind of another fun thing that right. you can so, create. So, like, I guess one of the things we were trying to go for was reminiscent nostalgic of our childhood with these, like, Disney DVDs that had, like... Coming soon to theaters, right? Yeah, coming soon to DVD and, like, you know, video. Right. And so we start out with, like, the the THX, like, the sound editing, the blastings, yeah, yeah. thing. And then we have an FBI warning, and then we realized right. we needed... We already had one trailer, which was from the last day of sunlight, which was the Norilsk video. Um, but we needed two more, pretty much, to kind of solidify it. And so the trailer I made... So basically, split up, both of us created a trailer with... Any unused footage. Right. Um, so Alec used a few weird sound clips. So He's- yeah. So one, I think one day we found this like random voice modulation thing online, and we were just playing around with that. 
and we got these like weird sound effects of us like in a war zone. So that was like so basically that uh, that semester of Astrocore was basically nothing nothing new was being created. It was just every scrap of thing we have thought about in the previous semester was being used to just you know like create something something new with it. So th- we had these random audio clips. So I decided Oh, I'm gonna add a little bit to Astrocory lore and talk about the Mongolian invasion. A one-day offensive period in Astrocory history. Massive failure. It was a typo. We were supposed to say right. a long event. There was some sort of typo, and so it ended up being a one-day invasion, which right. is my the funniest part of that. And then we had we unleashed the entire arsenal of Astrocory from air, land, and space. <laughs> and it goes a complete failure, and it's a documentary short about that that history. <laughs> the, the The second trailer was the one I made. Um, I don't even know. I think it was called Late Night or something like that. It was called Those Quarry Days. Those Quarry it, Days. It was an adapt. Adaptation. Oh yeah, yeah. So at the same time, basically, we're currently writing this book, but we had just come up with this idea of writing a book. Um, that, that's. Cu- Going to chronicle yeah. our history, and and the the idea I got from the the reason I got this idea was watching a TV show called Nathan for You, and they had written a book in a weekend in that I think in one of the episodes. So I thought it was the funniest thing ever if we could write a book in a weekend and just have like a coffee table thing. Yeah, say. and to show people like and that like, would be the I mean you can make a mo- you can make video all you want, but the ultimate like effortful piece of art to make is a book and the greatest thing we want to say is if somebody asks us what did you do in college we can say just read read my book and so we had come up we had we 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 like planned the whole book out and we're still writing we're about halfway through i think um but at the time we had just started and the name of the book was called those quarry days uh the Rise and fall of Astro Cory. Right, so um, that, that's like a re- that's a reference to those Canaan days. Right, like from Joseph and the Technicolor yeah. Dreamcoat. Yeah, and that reference is actually a really old one because in I think when I was in elementary school, I did a play called those. Uh, the, I did the play of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and the one song I sang in it, <laughs> uh, or one of the one songs I sang in it that I still remember is those Canaan days, and when I first came to Purdue. I was, you know, struggling way more than I ever had. And I remember the one thing that I kept thinking of was that song, like those Canaan days we used to know, which was kind of, you know, the high school, which was so nice and beautiful. And so we kept singing like those Canaan days. Right. It's a great, it's a great metaphor. Yeah, yeah. And it so worked it was, out perfect. It was very funny. So then we, we, we named it those Corey days. As like as a classic Astrocore naming. Anything just put Corey in it. Yeah. And, and, and it was the Rise and Fall Astrocore Techno Group. Right, um, which is like like a classic, I guess, history text, boring title. Yeah, exactly. Talking about the fall of these massive empires like yeah. Rome, like Rome or whatever, and then we have ours. And so the 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 trailer was just like a movie adaptation of this book. So we, I just put in all the unused footage we never used. Um, and my favorite part of this trailer was that it started out with um, basically when you when a late night show usually starts. It starts with a, like the stagehand coming out and counting down and doing the classic five, four, three, and then like silence, and then it starts. And I had watched this behind the scenes video um, where the stagehand had done it on I think on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, 
And so we used that clip and then had her count down. And then it, and instead of the show starting, we had this extremely epic music start. Here we go, guys, in five, four, three. Right. And have, have this slow motion footage of our show start. Um, and we also used some other footage, like of the of, of of the speech that Alec had, you know, said. Um, a lot of sounds. That was a different speech, actually. Yeah. So we had another speech written, but whatever. Like we we used a lot of sounds, like the the Hawkins fire alarm. We used that, which sounds like an air raid. Yeah. <laughs> we used uh, a nuclear siren. We used uh, like I think I found some video of. Uh, Firemen trapped in a building on the radio. <laughs> that was, you know, in it. Just a bunch of really epic sounds. Um, to so, really heighten the tension. Right? So that was our second trailer. Um, yeah, and then and then and then we put it together, and 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 it's actually in a real DVD, so it has a real DVD menu. Right. That you can scroll around. Yeah. So that was kind of a really funny thing. I thought it took. We found this like really old DVD maker program. Right. Oh, and then I added a. An intro, another intro, right? Like, like before um, the DVD menu screen, we had right. an intro to that. That was a reference to the Larry Sanders show, which, which none of you will get. Nobody has watched this show, but it was an, it was HBO, an HBO show, show in the nineties. In the nineties of a sh- of of Larry, the Larry La- Sanders. Yeah, the Larry Sanders show was basically a show that parodied a late night show. So we thought it was appropriate since we're right. parodying late night that we used their their intro. So we recreated their intro with Astrocoria footage. Yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of our last year's project. Um, do you want to talk about this year's projects? Yeah, I, I think we can briefly talk about what we've been working on right now and maybe give a little insight into the future. So this year, uh, to continue with the late night theme, uh, like Conan, the, the Conan theme. The Conan theme. So Conan started a late night. He was there for 17 years, I think. Um, and then 2009, he went to The Tonight Show. And so we decided that we would make The Tonight Show this year with Astro And we Gordon. would move to New York City. Yeah. Which is kind of opposite of Conan because he moved to the West Coast, but we're moving to the East Coast. Yeah, so we filmed um, a, a, lot of, a lot of stuff so far. Basically, we spent about a week filming, but... Only have about five minutes of footage right now, right? Because we, because now, now that now that we've done one show on on our belt, we're very confident, and we're now increasing the production value and the budget <laughs> to immense amounts of effort. Yeah, and <laughs> and work. we have we so we we decided that it would be even more scholastic if we take the Tonight Show and make it a movie about. Us making the Tonight Show, so it's kind right. of this behind-the-scenes thing. So it's very complicated. Right. It's like definitely watch it. Yeah, it's and like, you'll see. It's kind of, I guess, it's another, it's another, I guess, sad or like satire kind of, kind of thing that we're we're kind of parroting ourselves, I guess, right? And it's just giving an inside, like it, like a weird kind of inside behind the scenes into the making of our own show, which is like the make, like, and it's just like. But if the making of our show, if we were really, you know, actually in the entertainment business. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it's just us being. But that's completely fake. Yeah. So the whole thing is fake, but it's. But it's real. But it's real. It's yeah. <laughs> we have like five minutes of intro before the, the, the intro even starts. Right. Before the TV intro starts. Yeah. We have a movie intro. We have cold open. We have a TV intro. And then right. finally a monologue that we just skip over. Right. So we kind of learned that no one likes 
So I think I think our first run through, we we found out the bits where where it kind of drags on too much. So at that interview, point, we cut the interview. So at those points, we're just gonna <laughs> gonna cut them. We cut the interview. We cut a lot of the monologue. Um, the so basically, our you might be asking what's going to be in the show if you cut the interview and monologue. Well, we're going to have a travel special. Right. So our, our hope is to. So I guess the, that's the main focus of the show. The main focus is we're going to be traveling to the int- the origin of the Wabash River. Right. Which is that the the major river here in West Lafayette, and we're the, I guess the whole thing is basically an expedition to find this revel. I guess this visionary source source of the Wabash that nobody really knows where it exists. Except if you look on Google Maps, but that's a lie. But um, we are going to be the first ones to be able to do it, and I think you should stay tuned. Uh, December twentieth, right, Dante? That's our release date. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, so that that's kind of the the future plans. Uh, next year, we hope to make Corey a parody of Conan. Right. I guess that's the, our final entry into our and if, and if trilogy. We do, if we do Five Year Masters, late then... night, and it's our trilogy, late night in three movements. Yeah, so uh, we're basing our trilogy off of a music theme because the first one was jazz-oriented. We use a lot of jazz. This one we're going to use a lot of rock and roll. And the next one we're going to use classical. So right, three <laughs> movements. Right, It's pretty scholastic. Uh, yeah, very artistic. I think we should win a Peabody Award for this or something. We already won a, a, <laughs> a Qualitzer. Cor- we also won. Cor- it's a three-time prime time Corey Award winner, yeah. as the DVD says. Right, and it's the, the what the best show since Carson. So yeah, be- yeah, best host since Carson. Our best host. Not to toot my own horn. <laughs> that's yeah. That's so. That's our show. That's kind of a background on our life on Astro Corey. Goodbye. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this, is, this is a weird place to end it, Dante. No, 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 no. <laughs> um. So I think what we forgot to thank our sponsors. What, we, what was our sponsor this episode? I forgot honestly. It was was it some random website? Oh no, it was the Thermal Flask. Also, if you want to have, uh, if you have any images in your catalog, and you want to have them printed out, not on paper but on glass, make sure to use Fracture. Use code Quarry, and you get ten percent off your. Purchase. <laughs> the Astral Quarry That's Show. Dante Sinai and Alec Levin is brought to you by the Astral Quarry Network, a subsidiary of Lunacycle Productions in association with Astral Quarry Technology. Our supervising producer is David Atkinson, technical direction by Arthur Frost. Our business and ops manager is TJ Ram, and our incidental music is by Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry. Our production managers are the Wilmoth Brothers, our senior producer is Mohammed Zinni, and the executive producers of the Astral Quarry Show are Dante Sinai and Alec Levin from Quarry Productions. And of course, thanks to all of you for listening. We will see you next week. This is AQN.